0: This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi there, mindful
1: listeners. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. You know what? We're going to talk about today's betrayal, working through betrayal. I know a lot of times on this podcast, we talk about a lot of different other things, but I think this is really important, right? Because the, the title of the podcast is Mindful Medicine. And I think when it comes to the mind and betrayal, it certainly can be somewhat somewhat of a mind, you fill in the blank there. Um, Because listen, here's the deal, right? When we trust someone, we believe we can be vulnerable with them, that we're loved, protected, valued and safe, right? Uh, We believe that the other person has the same values, beliefs, the level of integrity that we have. And we believe that they're honoring the same agreement, sharing those same priorities and living by those same rules. We kind of believe that, right? In a relationship, when we trust somebody, we believe those we give our trust to would never do anything that violates that sacred contract. Are you with me? Until they do. And this is the power powerful, I should say, and painful process of betrayal. And this is where I want to bring on my guest for this show because this is a woman who is extremely uh prolifically well-educated, and also her work in uh, mindset and empowerment and personal development is just profuse. Debbie Silber, PhD. Dr. Silber, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to our discussion.
1: I am too, and I kind of botched uh, our entrance a little bit because, you know, when I was reading sort of the idea of betrayal, it honestly brought up, I would say the few times in my life, but very much the times in my life where I have definitely experienced this painful process of betrayal. Uh, And it's it's a real thing, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's a real thing. And we're never betrayed by someone we don't know. It's the people we're closest to. So the challenge is, you know, if the people we trust the most prove untrustworthy, who do we trust? You know, if the ones we run to when other people are causing harm are in fact the ones causing the harm. What do we do with that? That's the challenge you know, it's
1: it's such a it's such a great point. And I just for our listeners, I really want to expand on your bio just a bit. I mean, you are a speaker, a coach, and author. You've got an Amazon number one bestselling book, The Unshakable Woman: Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body and Mind and Life After a Crisis, and also The Unshakable Woman, The Workbook, the companion guide to that book as well. You have contributed to Fox, CBS, Dr. Oz, TEDx, The Huffington Post, all of those big hitters. Um, it's just a pleasure to have you here. And it's such a sensitive uh, subject, but a really important one because I have been betrayed and gotten over it and learned from it. And in, in one particular case, um, it's kind of like, I would say that It's sometimes when you throw a plate on or not throw a plate, perhaps maybe a plate drops and it breaks and you glue it back together and it's either stronger than it was before or it'll never be the same. And sometimes when I think a relationship goes through betrayal, that's sort of the the situation, right? Um, Oh, it's it's absolutely.
0: And I just want to clarify what you said. Please. When you you look at betrayal. Oh, go ahead. Because there's a, a visual that. Oh, because, you know, you mentioned it's such a beautiful visual, that dropping the plate and gluing it back together. And one of my study participants, and we could talk about the study, but one of my study participants said, you know, betrayal is like, when you think of mosaic, what's mosaic? It's broken glass. That's all it is. But it's put together so beautifully that it creates Uh, something so magnificent that you never would have seen had you not put it back together.
1: Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So let's talk about your research. Let's just dive right in because I have so many questions for you. Um, because, yeah, my point was that this is just I, I think that people that don't get through betrayal, there is a lasting health consequence. And so I know that you are here to help people in general, women, especially through this process. So let's talk, talk to me about some of your research.
0: Sure. Well, you know, of course, you don't you don't dive into a topic like betrayal unless you need to. And, and uh, you know, I was you said it in health and mindset, and personal devel- development forever. And then I had my I had actually two huge betrayal experiences, one from my family and then from my husband. So it catapulted me into this PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because he was transforming, I was transforming. I didn't understand it. I I just wanted to, I had to understand how the mind works, why we do what we do. And while I was there, I did this study on how women experience betrayal, what holds them back, what helps them heal. And I was blown away. We actually made three discoveries. And, you know, the, the first was, and I know your show is about health, and it's so true. There's a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal, it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. That's one thing. I was also studying, I I, I had a feeling that healing from betrayal is so different than healing from other life crises, death of a loved one, disease. I've been wow. through all of those, and betrayal felt so different. To me. So I brought it back out to my study participants I said, is this different for you too? And sure enough, they all agreed. And the healing from those other types of traumas are, are called post, uh, post-traumatic growth, like the upside of trauma, what you gain, what you learned, what you see sure, so sure. clearly because of it. But this wasn't post-traumatic growth because you also have to heal every aspect of the self that was destroyed, trust, rejection abandonment confidence self-esteem self-worth all of those things so we coined a new term post betrayal transformation and that's the specific healing to uh, a betrayal experience and then we discovered uh, this blew my mind that you can stay stuck in a stage for years decades a lifetime but if you're going to heal from betrayal you will move through these five predictable stages from betrayal to this place of post betrayal transformation and what's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically mentally emotionally at every stage and what it takes to move from one to the next
1: that is brilliant and i you know i think these are so powerful words because um, you know, there's there's all types of diagnosis in our, in our country, you know, or, you know, there's a nighttime feeding syndrome. And, you know, I always say that, you know, I care less about the diagnosis, more about the mechanism behind the diagnosis. But I think they're so important to understand. And this whole post-betrayal syndrome, I'd never heard of it before, mm-hmm. before you said it, but it makes sense because... I think that you're right, uh, and of course you're right. You've done the research, and you, this is this is your wheelhouse, and this is your work, but it truly makes sense to me, and it resonates uh, death of a loved one, um, a certain crisis, financial, what have you, but is it different than being betrayed? Because it cuts to the heart, because as you said, there are so many things that are ripped apart that you have to then unlayer and heal. Um, so you mentioned... Um, crisis you know it in, in the the, the book that the 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 number one best-selling Amazon book what's the difference mm-hmm. between a self-induced life crisis and a life crisis
0: mm-hmm. you know uh, that was just it, there there was something so consistently I saw you you're, we're meant to change we are not meant to be stagnant we're meant to grow so it will either happen People say to us, for us, or we can do it. And a self-induced life crisis is that moment of decision. That's all about that resolve, that decision. And everybody listening has, they've had that experience. It's like, that's the day. It's the day you throw out the cookies. You make the doctor's appointment. You pack your bags. You quit your job. Whatever it is, it's that day. And there is a decision that you've made that from that moment on creates an entirely new path for you. That wouldn't have happened had you not made that decision. And that's, it's, it's only when we decide and we commit to a very different set of beliefs and rules and habits that our life can change, and that's when transformation happens. We can't transform unless we are willing to leave our old self behind. You know, it's like I always think of the butterfly. You know, the butterfly doesn't just stick on a pair of wings. The butterfly just, I mean, the caterpillar, the caterpillar is willing. I mean, when you think about this, think of the symbolism hangs itself from a branch, is right. willing to die to the life that it's known, is willing to be emulsified, deconstructed you know, unrecognizable from anything it was. And only because it was willing to go through that does it get to emerge as this magnificent creature, the butterfly, but it can't become that if it wasn't willing to go through that process, just as everybody who's gone through trauma cannot transform if they are not willing to go through that process.
1: I, you know, I, the image of the butterfly is amazing to me. One of the best uh, images, uh, sure. Stories around that that same image is the menopausal woman, you know, the metamorphosis, and uh, the the story was described to me as, you know, that that caterpillar going into the cocoon, and the story was that. There was a butterfly emerging from the cocoon and it was taking its time right so and but there was a gentleman sitting there thinking i've got to help so got a little pair of scissors and cut the cocoon and pulled it out and what he didn't understand is that um the time and the space and the uh, growth of the circulation of that caterpillar's legs were taking place and it didn't need to be whipped out of that cocoon it was there and it was taking time for a reason and it was all about the menopause metamorphosis, and that we don't need to just pathologize that process in a woman's life. That we can just give it time for that metamorphosis and that caterpillar to turn into that beautiful butterfly uh, and develop, uh, you know, s- strength in all of its different areas. And so it's such a great, um, great metaphor. And but let me ask you this question too about if somebody's not willing, how when when people. I, when people are in that place, sometimes they don't know it. They start, in my opinion, and certainly in my clinical uh, practice, they, it's almost like they're stuck. They can't see that all they want is revenge. All they want is blame. And it almost feels like this self-sabotage situation that they don't have the strength or they don't have the insight to be willing to do that. How, what do you say about that?
0: Yeah. You know, there are a couple of things going on with that. And, and actually, that's what my TEDx was about. But here's here's what's happening. We're doing all we can to avoid numb, distract because there's so much pain. I mean, this is so painful when, you know, mm. our sense of mm. safety, security, trust has just been destroyed. And, you know, to, to face that head on and slay all those dragons, I mean, that's really challenging for a lot of people. So instead, that, you know, they choose to just use food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, anything to not be alone with those feelings. Because what's going to happen if they face them head on? And But here's the thing, too. There's a lot of benefit. And when I say benefit, I mean small self-ego benefit from hanging on to all this pain. Because think about it. You get to, uh, you get self-pity. You get you get a lot of sympathy from other people. You get to be right. Being right feels good, right? Hmm. You get your story. You get to you get someone to blame. You you know you get so, so there are tremendous benefits. You you get to know oh, you're gonna your people are gonna hate me for this one. You get to feed and fuel your addiction. You know, think about, you know sure. how the mind works. When we have this, this, uh, ch- this chemical cocktail is created when we keep going over these same negative thoughts and it sends out these chemicals, it's like a little cocktail. Just as we can become addicted to any cocktail, <clears throat> we can become addicted to this too. But it's when we, when we decide that what we can gain, if we're willing to give up these small self benefits for some real transformation and growth are so much better that's when we make that leap but that's when we that's when we heal and that's when we get freedom that's when we have a much better story and we could be the hero or the heroine of our story you know that's when we can right. be the role model and just so much more
2: More with Dr. Holly Lucille coming up. But first, I want to tell you about AnxioCom from Terry Naturally Vitamins. Terry Naturally specializes in bringing European tested, unique natural medicines and proprietary custom formulizations to the American consumer. So let me ask you this. Do you feel overwhelmed and anxious from time to time? I know it. We all do but I've got something you're going to like. It's called AnxioCalm, a supplement from Terry Naturally Vitamins. AnxioCalm is clinically studied to quiet your nerves and relieve your occasional anxiety. It enhances restful sleep, promotes mental health and emotional well-being. It's perfect for everyday use or occasionally when you need extra support. AnxioCalm is non-drowsy, non-addictive, and safe. It provides relief when you need it without drowsiness or mental fogginess. So so go to terrynaturallyvitamins.com and enter promo code STRESS to get $7 off your box of anxiocom. That's terrynaturallyvitamins.com and enter promo code STRESS to get $7 off your box of anxiocom. Now back to the Dr. Holly Lucille Show.
1: So what are some questions that people can ask themselves if they are doing those things like numbing, avoiding and distracting um, from the pain that I think they have to move through? You know that they have to move through in order to get through and get to the healing part.
0: Mm-hmm. If not, it's seriously, it's like a shadow. It It just keeps following you unless you face it, bring light <laughs> to it. That shadow is there. So, you know. So it's, it's, here are the questions, and I really invite everybody to write these down. Number one, are you numbing and distracting? And if so, how? You know, are you binging every day when you get home from work? Are you just putting the TV on the second you walk in a room? What are you doing? Are you over shopping over anything? What are you doing? The, the second question, what am I trying not to see? You know, what am I, what am I desperately trying to not face? And the third, uh, If I do, what's life going to look like in 5 to 10 years if I do nothing? Like, let's take a health challenge. You know your health issue is there. You do nothing. Over 5 to 10 years, what's that health issue going to look like? Or a relationship issue. Your relationship is in trouble. Bring that another 5 to 10 years down the road. What's that going to look like? Or even something, you hate your job. You go 5 to 10 years with that. What's that going to look like? And then the fourth question, what could life look like in 5 to 10 years if I change now? I'm not saying that process is easy, but that's where you transform.
1: Yeah. So, what could, um, what is if I don't do anything, mm-hmm. and what could? Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, let's go back to betrayal because, I, you know, th- just just talking to you, it's like you know, I've lost my mom, uh, lost a good friend, 33 years old of leukemia this year, um, a good friend of mine shot herself last week. Uh, I, I I agree oh, with you. There, sorry. this is something betrayal is. And you said, you you said it perfectly. It's not my, you know, distant colleagues or, you know, people in certain circles that can ever betray me because I'm not close enough to them. It is these people that are Mm -hmm. so close to us. So why does it hurt? Why, Why is there such an impact? What does it really create?
0: You know, well, think about it. First of all, betrayal is intentional. And and when someone, let's say a loved one passes or you, you know, there's, you're grieving uh, even a natural disaster, it's not intentional, you know? So it's that, it's that intentional idea of someone intentionally put their needs above ours. They broke, you had a set of spoken or unspoken rules and you were, you were abiding by those rules. You were living by those rules and, and, and assuming that the other person was too, and, and trust which is foundational is shattered and trust can take 30 40 years to build and it can be taken down in moments so it 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 shatters everything we know to be real and true
1: yeah that's 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 pretty poignant it it does and it takes a time and it takes intent to heal from it. I, I, I know that for a fact. Um, <laughs> so what are some of the physical mm. symptoms of betrayal, some emotional and mental symptoms?
0: Sure. Well, the thing, you know, the, the beauty of this study was it, it doesn't necessarily have to take as long as you think, because now that we know uh, the stages, it's like we're putting you on a track. And as long as you stay on that track, you will move through it. It's not even just, um, you know, uh, an idea. I mean, now it's predictable. So that's that's the beauty uh, that came out of this study. But yeah, as far as physical symptoms, when you're th- this a betrayal shocks the body and mind. So when you think about just what that would do, so of course you're igniting the stress response. Your so any adrenal issue you're going to start having extreme fatigue, gut issues, um, mm-hmm. weight changes, hormonal shifts, uh, body pain um just but you know i had one study participant who said you know what it feels like Deb? it feels like a combination of every negative physical symptom you can have plus you've just like lost your child in a crowd like that yeah yeah (laughs) no it's it's your imagery is amazing Mm. yes yes yeah you you feel punched in the gut like your wind got knocked out of you i mean anything it's awful you know, it, it is when I when I
1: hear stories of, of of folks close to me going through things like that, where they've been betrayed by their spouses or and it's gone on for a long time. I just there's something inside of me that just gets ignited for empathy. Like I just mm-hmm. because it's just and you're putting it into such great words and your work. And I just I once again, for our readers, I, I, um, I, I just want to talk about your book. Um the Unshakable Woman: Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis, and then of course you have the companion workbook um, available on Amazon, I, uh, of course. But I just I think it's such an important piece of information. I hope everybody goes out and gets one and one for their best girlfriend as well because um, you can stay stuck in this, and I think it, it's detrimental uh, from a health perspective. But as you said, through the um, post-betrayal transformation. It's beautiful that you can heal, and and the the idea of a mosaic and putting those shattered pieces of glasses back together and having it be beautiful, um, whether it's with the person that you be that betrayed you or that you felt betrayed from, I should say, uh, or if it's with yourself, um, and the way that you're going to live your life uh, post post the betrayal.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, and you know betrayal has. So many different faces, and, and you know, we, we naturally think infidelity, but, but it's, it's huge. I mean, this could be your closest family member. This could be your best friend. This could be a coach, mentor, therapist. Uh, someone in a position of authority. I mean, this could be you could feel you could feel betrayed by God if something tragic happens. You could sure. uh, self betrayal is huge. Where you know I I oh, just uh, yeah. interviewed a woman for my podcast where here you're you're eating well you're exercising you, you're you're juicing you're doing all the right things and then you get a disease and you could feel like wow you know what my body betrayed me, or or just a breaking of a rule that you had to yourself like I'm going to stop drinking and then you do so betrayal is so far reaching or your best friend, you know, just you, you think your your secret is safe with me. And then there it is on Facebook. So or your coworker presents something that you were working on together and takes credit for your idea. These, you know, it, the the more the, the closer we are, the more dependent and the more we trusted that person, the bigger the betrayal. But but it so the effect or the impact or the symptoms may be lessened, but it still hurts.
1: Yeah. So let's let's just drill down and clearly, you know, state these Mm -hmm. five stages um, from betrayal to breakthrough that you discovered during your study. Mm
0: Sure. So the first is like a, if you imagine sort of a setup phase, and this is by no means blame or anything. This is just what I saw with every single participant, me included. If you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being um, uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with every single woman, including me, we were prioritizing the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting, really the emotional, and the spiritual. So uh, what this looks like is we're one big to-do list with a body taking us around to do it. And, you know, if you had a table with only two legs, you could see how easy how easily that table would topple over. So that was sort of the setup. And then stage two was the betrayal. Here's the shock. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. And the body now, you you just found out, received your news, whatever it was you it is imprinted the shock is right there and the body starts freaking out because this is crazy the mind is in a complete sense of chaos overwhelm yeah i just
1: i want to interrupt because so you're saying stage one is actually pre-betrayal this is how we're kind of running through life right now on an average as we are where we're a body with a to-do list to do list is kind of dragging it around and we're neglecting mm-hmm. our emotional bodies and our spiritual bodies. And so that's even pre-betrayal. We're, we're kind of almost betraying ourselves in that, that we're not taking care of ourselves completely holistically. That's correct?
0: Absolutely. And, and also a really significant part of this is that this stage, what, what we're doing is because we're so busy, we turn down our intuition And if I tell you how every single woman told me, you know, something just didn't feel right or didn't seem right, but I just, I didn't have the time or the head to pay attention to it. So when we turn down our intuition, you know, this is when we're in trouble.
1: No, I wanted to stop you because I think it's such a brilliant point. Because it's like, you know, there is a, a philosophy of like take fearless responsibility for everything that happens to you, right? So, um, this is, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. this is just a great point. So, that's pre betrayal. Okay. And so, uh, st- uh, phase number two is actually the hit. You get it, you get the information, you're in
0: it the the breakdown of the body the mind the worldview the worldview this is this is our mental construct this is how we view the world based on our rules and I can trust you I can't trust you this is safe this is what I do this is what I know there's a complete breakdown here's where the rug has been pulled out from under us and everything we we thought we believed we held as true no longer exists now think about this mm. if the if the ground were to drop from under you this is terrifying so this is this is the scariest stage but if the ground were to just drop from under you, you would try to grab on to anything you could to stay alive, and that's stage three. So, so stage three is survival instincts are emerging. This is the most practical stage. This is if you can't help me get out of my way, how will I, you know, how will I survive this? Where will I live? Who do I speak with? What do I do? How do I just, how do I get it through my day? And here's a stage I see women staying in forever. Mm. And, you know, here the stress, yeah, and the stress response is still, in, you know, engaged. We're breaking down the body. We are all about survival. We are creating all kinds of symptoms, illness, condition, disease right here in this stage. And this is where many women stay. And and unless you move through this into the next stage, and, and the next stage is once you've figured out how you can survive, okay, well, I'll live here, I'll do this, whatever it is, you move into the fourth stage, and this is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Your old normal doesn't exist anymore. It just it, it isn't an option, and it's it's as if if you've ever moved, like your house, your condo, apartment, office, anything, your new space it's not homey yet, it doesn't feel like yours. You don't have your stuff in it, but it's going to be okay. That's what this new stage, this new normal feels like and if we're not rebuilding the body at least we're not breaking it down now we're you know we're calming ourselves down a little bit we're catching our breath just a bit making this new normal and when we've settled into this new normal we're good with it where we've managed like okay like let's say we just moved this is how i get to my coffee shop and this is how i get to here and when we've made it our own we slowly move into the fifth most beautiful stage, and this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. Mm. And here's where healing, I say healing because the body begins to heal. We've turned down the stress response, and now we didn't have the bandwidth for self-care <coughs> or any kind of self-love. We do now. We prioritize it. The the, the um, healing of the mind. We have a new set of beliefs based on what we've been through and a new worldview. We ha- we look at the world in such a different way based on our experience and that table with only two legs in the beginning, the, the, the physical and the mental. Now we are solidly grounded in the spirit, in the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual.
1: Boy, isn't that the sweet spot? Isn't that like, that is like, you know, the the mm-hmm. Shiva goddess, there is no growth without destruction. I mean, if you can take all that and just look mm-hmm. at it and let it go and understand the benefits from going through something as traumatic as betrayal uh, that's, it's just, it, it is the sweet spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and the women that I saw in my study, w- w- you know, it was my, I just assumed, and as a researcher, you know, you're supposed to put your, your assumptions aside, but I came into it thinking, well, you know what? The ones who seemed like they weren't the hardest hit, they'd grow the most because they have the least to overcome. That wasn't the case at all. I was totally wrong. <laughs> the, the women who, yeah, I really was the women who were the hardest hit, but who faced it head on they they achieved this post-betrayal transformation. They are the strongest, boldest, most vibrant, incredible women I've ever known. And there were a few women who didn't, and it was always the same reason why they didn't heal. And I'm happy to share those if you like.
1: Please, yeah, I was going to ask, you know, so yes, please, how do we know if we haven't healed from betrayal?
0: Yeah, well, you're going to know by how you feel. That's the if you haven't faced it for sure. But what I saw consistently with the women, they didn't Thanks. heal if, number one, they, they were numbing, avoiding, and distracting. So if whenever they were if, they were, if they were medicating because it was too painful, whatever it was, they didn't heal. The other thing was if they refused to grieve and, and accept what had happened, and that was another thing they did not heal. And also, if the betray, if, if let's say they were rebuilding, if there were no consequences to the to the betrayer or to the relationship, they didn't heal either. Uh, the women I saw who did that, who just accepted it and tried to move on, were the sickest out of anybody.
1: Wow. That's pretty amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, because so, they were trying to forgive and accept, yeah. and they and they didn't do the work to do that. So they couldn't. You know, and the body <laughs> just says, You can do that all your life. It's not working. You know, it's so funny. I, I love that you say that. And I, well, I don't love
1: you say it because I think it's traumatic if somebody gets stuck there. Um, and and it, I, I can see why it would happen, too. You just want it to go away. Perhaps you just want that person back or you just want to forget about it. Um, but I remember. Back in the day, 25, 30 years ago, where I first started in like my own self-help journey. And I read a book and I'm just going to spare the author and the book's name because it's very popular. But I read the book and I'm like, love and forgiveness. That's it. That's what I have to lead with. Just love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. And that was like my mantra as a young person. And I think I got my um, heart and my you know, body and my mind handed to me many times for just trying to lead with that without integrating the work and the hurt and the rest of my real self. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying there. And I, I can see, though, how seductive it would be for a woman just to want to forget and move on.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because we want to you know, we may want to forgive, we may want to move on, but if we forgive too early, you know, there's this if-then rule when it comes to forgiveness. If you feel safe and valued and you forgive, you'll actually feel better for doing it. If you do not feel safe and valued and you forgive, that crushes your self-esteem. You'll feel worse. And it's it's just because you're afraid to be on your own or you, you don't want the neighbors to know, whatever it is, whatever your reason is. And if you forgive just for the sake of keeping peace or for not uh, being willing to go through that change, it destroys you. It just destroys you.
1: Yeah. And it probably just re-injures you over and over again too. And it's almost like you Mm -hmm. become your own uh, uh, self-perpetrator without going through the steps. So uh, uh, Debbie, will you share with me about your Mm post-betrayal transformation Institute?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, you know, and here's an example of of transformation, right? So here I had my own betrayal which dev- it devastated. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. through death of a loved one. I had, you know, in your community knows disease. I had peritonitis years ago. Mm-hmm. I was in ICU for 11 days. I have no right being alive after that experience. So I know disease. And mm-hmm. this this was a pain like none other. And and it b- blindsided is to, is putting it mildly. And I have four kids. And I mean, this was absolutely horrific, but it catapulted me into this program. And, and I'll tell you, and maybe this sounds very selfish, but as I was healing, it wasn't even enough that I was able to, you know, and this is not the story with everybody. And I acknowledge that it wasn't even enough that I was able to re, you know, rebuild my family and, and have an entirely new relationship with the same person. I mean, we got married again. We didn't renew our virus. We got married again. And I get that that's not normal. That wasn't enough. (laughs) If I was going to heal from something that was such a deal breaker in my life, I was going to, I was going to make sure that I helped as many people on the planet. And so I opened up the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, and um, I had a home-based business forever. And now we have certification programs teaching people how to be certified PBT support group hosts and practitioners. And my intention is that, you know, I have these hosts and practitioners all over the country, you know, in every state, every few blocks, because we need it. We just don't realize it. And when we need it the most, this is when we're the least likely to seek that support, but we desperately need it. And the hosts are teaching these groups and and getting the benefit of healing, too. So it's just a win-win.
1: Oh, it's just amazing. I just, Dr. Siebler, I love your work so much. So just once again, listeners, I want to highlight a couple things here where you can continue to understand the work of dr debbie Silver. um she is the present ceo of the silver companies and founder of the pbt institute so you can find that at pbtinstitute.com also the book again the unshakable woman four steps to rebuilding your body mind and life after a life crisis and as well you can find her on facebook at um, inspired empower transform just so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for the work that you do. I will be in touch with you because I think that this is such an important topic for people to continue to heal um, across the board. And anything else for our listeners that you want to say?
0: Oh, I I just want them to know I, I understand and I get how painful it is and how much it hurts. And you can't imagine ever, ever healing from the biggest blow of your life, I get it. I, I get it <laughs> you know, at a gut gut level because I've been there. But you can, I promise, and you can create, recreate the strongest, boldest, most unshakable version of you you never you never ever imagined.
1: You know, I, I love guests like you, and I I love you so much because um, when. You, you know, when you when you feel it in the bones and you and you preach it from that place, um, it, there's just it's there's a slight difference in the way that it's communicated. And I can tell. And so my love and empathy and compassion for your betrayal goes out to you. But for the work and the healing that it spawned in you, I thank you so much. Oh,
0: thank you so much for the opportunity to share.
1: Oh, all right, mindful listeners. There you go. Um, we'll see you next time.